Just one sec, guys. Here's the espresso I made for you. Wow, Lee, so excited to try out your espresso. Who's that? What's up? What are you guys doing? I was just making a nice espresso. Would you like... No, Lee. You'll all have to try Death Wish coffee. Kurt, isn't that the world's strongest coffee? Fuck yes, it is. Oh, man. It tastes great. Just explosion of flavor in my mouth. When I try Death Wish coffee, it feels like Jesus Christ himself washing down my throat. But, Kurt, this is a lot of coffee. You must have spent a ton of money on it. And not just American dollars, but Canadian money. Fuck, no, I didn't. I used coupon code 3 Greeners and I got 10% off. You can too! <gasps> In a world of lame, nerdy podcasts, one, no three, and maybe sometimes more nerds, will rise to the challenge. We hold these studios accountable. We celebrate the amazing feats of cinema. We sometimes rage out. We are the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Three Angry Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, Adam. How's it going, Adam? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I uh, I did not realize it was daylight savings at all today. So, uh, but surprisingly, I'm I'm pretty well awake. So, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Wow. Like I always yeah. like you always see these people online who are like, get rid of daylight savings time, and I'm like, what's that all about? And then I actually do it, and I'm like, now I see what you mean. Like now I see why we want to get rid of this. I I forget up until daylight savings time every year, and then I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let's get rid of this shit. I don't need this. Yeah. Like, how much daylight are we really saving? <laughs> I need a full-blown audit <laughs> on how much daylight savings I'm getting. <laughs> I demand answers. Wait, I need to see the numbers on this. Because <laughs> I'm going to say I'm, I'm, not feeling, convinced. I'm feeling royally fucked over on this, uh, Mr. Daylight <laughs> Savings Time. <laughs> also with us, as always, muted herself, by the way, is Katie. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How's it going, Katie? I'm good. Yeah. I'm feeling oddly energized. That's bizarre because we lost an hour of sleep today, so I don't know how that's humanly possible. But no idea. That's impressive. Uh, also... I'm yeah. It's, it, you, you're yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> also with us as always is Spark. How's it going, Spark? We good over here. I had a seven AM flight, so I am quite tired, but we made it. That, that's brutal. I I yeah. Any flight that like goes into sleep time is just considered a no go for me. Like red eye flights or anything like that, I'm like, nope, don't do that. Uh, and then right on the guest today, got the amazing Lee. Amazing yes. as always. What's up, Lee? Uh, not too much. I uh, yeah, I I completely forgot about the the daylight savings time as well last night. Uh, and I was I was watching like some shows and I'm like, oh, oh look at that! It's it's like five in the morning now. <laughs> what? <laughs> so I, I was like, expected to be like. Oh, it's midnight still or something. And they're just like, no, 5 a.m. <laughs> 4, 4 like, a.m. would have been fine, but 5. Like, oh. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that's can a thing. Can we still blame daylight savings time at that point? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, 
This is the Three Greeners Podcast. We talk about the movie news and reviews that matters. And by fucking God, there's a lot of news this week. Um, yeah. Yeah. We're going to forget the plugs this week. You fucking know this shit already. I don't need to plug it every single week. You know what you're listening to. Let's talk about the news. Sean Levy to direct Deadpool 3. And new, why not? Free guy was okay. New guy. A free guy. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> He also I did. He also did the Adam okay. Project, which. Um, oh. Yeah. Well then, <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Lee about to come with the hot take. Um, I'll save my my thoughts for the review. Okay. Okay. Uh, he also directed two of the Night at the Museum movies, so there's <laughs> that too. Well, depending on which ones, that's actually a pretty good credit. Uh, Night True. at the Museum and Night at the Museum Battle of the Smithsonian. Oh, so the first okay. two. Yeah, I liked those. <laughs> those are the two that I liked. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's done some some decent stuff. Date Night's on there. Uh... Ooh, wait, hold on. Oh, uh, Date Night, Steve Carell, Tina Fey? Yes. Oh, yeah, so. Date Night was good. I thought it was I. I was a little disappointed, but I mean, those two. Was... Anyway, we're not here to. Yes, continue with the news. We're not here to break down <laughs> Sean Levy's career. I mean, we 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 can if we want to. Um, yeah. So maybe next I, week. I just hope they rated R. I hope they go keep it with the first two Deadpool and go like mm-hmm. full R with the third. I'm I'm gonna give Disney a freebie on this one, and they don't need to give me credit. They can just do this and not give me credit, and I'll it'll live in my mind as like I gave I, I I'll take credit for this. But have a scene where Deadpool goes into Kevin Feige's office and like thoroughly demands that the movie be R rated, like make it like this big meta scene where he's like, "I'm making this movie R rated." Kevin Feige's like, "No," and then he like just like sloshes his desk in half or something. That would actually well, be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I mean. Uh, here's the thing. I, if anything, Sean Levy works with Ryan Reynolds a lot. So, I mean, I mean for uh, Ryan Reynolds, like <laughs> he's got someone he works well with. So, yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. So, I don't know. Mm. I'm just like Deadpool three finally happening. Like, what? Apparently, Sean Levy was also in 21 Jump Street as an actor. <laughs> so oh. That too. <laughs> That's fun. Interesting. Yeah. Been on both sides of the table, huh? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We're talking yeah. about the, the original or like the Jonah Hill, Channing Tatum reboot? The reboot. Yeah, I, was like, I think, so I think he's a little... Oh, no. The original. Sorry. Wait, really? I was yeah. say, that, that, that makes more sense to me. I was like, otherwise, this guy's young. He does look like he's like aging at a slower rate than everyone else. Like he looks, he's probably fifty, but he looks like he's like thirty or forty. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool beans. Well, <laughs> cool beans. <laughs> that that movie's happening, and you know what? Good on them. But like Adam mm. says, make it R-rated. Don't PG-13 that shit. And I feel like they kind of might 
but I hope they don't. Make it R-rated. They could do, like, the two versions, even. I think they kind of did that with one of the Deadpools. They had, like, some Christmas special Deadpool that was, like, they cut out all the R stuff. Or, you know, maybe what they could do is just make an R-rated movie and fucking get the parents to be fucking parents with their kids and make sure they control what they watch. How about that? That's, How's that, Adam? No, that's way too much to ask of people. Yeah, why? Real. Why would I do that when I can just take my kids to the R-rated movie? Yeah, why <laughs> parent your kids when you could just drop them off at the movie theater and then blame the movie when you're not a responsible parent? So you know what? I'm just gonna say, just be a fucking parent. Just say, hey, you know what? This Deadpool three doesn't look like something you should watch, Billy. You're gonna have to skip this one. <laughs> We'll actually have more on parents later in the news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, the villain this week is parents. Um, the Batman composer Michael Giancino is confirmed to direct uh, Marvel's Disney Plus Halloween special, which is uh, Werewolf by Night. So, uh, yeah, cool. I mean, cool. the guy can make a rockin' soundtrack, but can he make a rockin' movie? Huh. Yeah. Like direct, yeah. Has he actually ever directed anything, or has he just like made music? Because I, I thought he was only a composer. That's surprising. I feel like he is too, but I mean, I guess you hang out with Matt Reeves and whoever else you hang out with, you pick up a few things. So yeah. Um. Oh, he's directed three movies, and one of them is the upcoming Werewolf by Night. So this is pretty much his first directing thing. The other one was an episode of Star Trek Short Tracks, which is a TV series, and another short called Monster Challenge. So he's pretty much an unknown in terms of directing. But like I said, at least the the soundtrack to Werewolf by Night will be killer. You know that at least. <laughs> uh, we got our trailer for Obi Wan Kenobi finally, and uh, God damn it, I'm excited for Star Wars again. They, they, they killed my excitement <laughs> with Book of Boba Fett. I thought it was out. I'm, I'm coming back in. This this looks pretty solid, actually. I'm yeah. pretty excited for this. Watch. Most of it's going to take in the back to tank. <laughs> actually, shit. There was a scene in the trailer with the back to tank. I'm like, you better fucking not. <laughs> no. I hope, I hope we kind of get off Tatooine, too. Because I'm kind of all Tatooined out after Boba Fett. Well, it looks mm-hmm. like there's like, a few... well, Let's go to some other planets. It looks like there's a few settings. Like there, there was one in the trailer that looked kind of like Coruscant, maybe question mark. But yeah, I can't imagine the whole thing will take place on Tatooine. Um, but yeah, there was some cool stuff in there. Like we saw a young Luke. That's that's exciting. Um, yeah, we saw the Inquisitors. Which mm-hmm. uh, if you like watch Star Wars Rebels or Clone Wars or uh, played the video game Jedi Fallen Order, they played a pretty prominent role in that. I've always been pretty excited to see them used more and they're being put in the show, which is great. Yeah. Um, I still am a little bit like, this doesn't fucking make any sense because when uh, Vader and Obi-Wan fight in A New Hope, it's like, oh, the last time I saw you, I was but a learner. Now I am a master. And I'm like, okay, but what about this fucking show now? Because... That doesn't quite add up, but at this point, I'm like, I'm pretty sure they don't even care at this point. They're not gonna, they're not gonna address that, I don't think. <laughs> but yeah, 
any yeah yeah, yeah. you're gonna watch it leave yeah. uh yeah i will i i'm very excited for this as well uh even though i'm making fun of it uh <laughs> I, I did see though that this again proves that star wars fans though are like the worst fans like because people are already uh complaining about the uh, the main inquisitor that was on screen for like three seconds yeah because uh, they're like he doesn't look like the guy from rebels because he's not super skinny or something and i'm like like I'm cool like, we're we're already complaining the, the animated version had like a weird concave face like there's no human yeah. being on this planet that looks like that like get the grow the fuck up like yeah it's and i get it he's i think he's in the cartoon he was supposed to be an alien or something but i mean it's it, come on come on it's like we're, we're we're seeing these guys for the first time in live action Let, let's be excited yeah and i think the reality is too is once you actually see them in live action they're like presence and like just how Mm-hmm. like formidable they're gonna be will like cloud any sort of sense of doubt of like oh they're this guy doesn't look like this weird animated version yeah so and like i said it's just star wars fans being the worst type of fans yeah i would tell people like hey if you want to get like read up on inquisitors like play fallen order check out rebels and clone wars like they are mm-hmm. really cool villains i think they kind of make Sith more interesting than just the Emperor Palpatine and Vader, which we know mm-hmm. Vader will play a presence in this, but I'm more excited for the Inquisitors at this point. Although, yeah, if they have like scenes like the Rogue One scene with Vader ripping that ship apart, then I'm on board for that. I, I am curious though if they're going to do the, the helicopter lightsabers. I think I think we're all trying to figure that one out. <laughs> I mean, they have to, right? They have they have it set up. <laughs> we saw the lightsabers on their back. We they looked like the helicopter. So, I, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, because wasn't there in the, the prequels when they're like? So yeah, in in the show Rebels, uh, they show up and you know they're they're dangerous, whatever. And then they're like, oh, we have to leave, and they literally turn their spinning lightsabers into like helicopter blades and fly off. Oh, well, I know they're they're. Their blades, but I didn't know they used that to fly away. But yeah, it's really dumb. <laughs> I'm gonna say that probably won't make it in. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of hoping it does, just because how just insane that is. I want. I I feel like this will happen, and I'm gonna hate it. But like, they're gonna like have a scene with Luke where he displays like some crazy, insane force power, even though it doesn't make any fucking mm. sense. Like he'll like do a massive force push and just push like everyone away. Everyone will be like, oh, that's so cool. Luke Skywalker's the best. And I'll be like, that doesn't make any sense. He's had no training. Like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm prepared to hate the show, but also love it at the same time, too. Which is probably off print for me and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say I will freak if we get a Qui-Gon Jinn Force Ghost. If they manage to bring back <laughs> Liam Neeson. I mean, with the, the long hell hair. Else is Liam Neeson doing at this point? <laughs> like... He's being in like that trucker movie. Like he's yeah. free. He'll do it. Um, yeah. And they said it was like a limited series, so I'm hoping that that's just like a one season thing and then it's done. I don't need like three seasons of this. I just want the one and I'm good. Which I know some people will say, "Well, I want more." I'm like, no. Something, yeah. you, you, some things are like an acquired taste. You just got to have them once and that's it. You're done. Anyways. Obi-Wan Kenobi coming May 25th, so around two months from now. Yeah. Uh, 
Disney Plus under fire from parents group for the addition of TVMA Marvel Netflix shows. So pretty much everyone uh, on the internet was <laughs> elated that they added the Marvel Netflix shows to Disney Plus, except for parents who were like, how dare you add the Punisher to Disney Plus? My child might watch it. I'm like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. Uh, yeah, I actually wanted to provide some context for this. So apparently the the guys who did this, the Parent TV Council, apparently they're like extreme, like far right religious weirdos. Oh, <laughs> when you say Parent TV Council, I imagine like they're at like some foreboding table, and they're like, "Today, let's take down Disney Plus." They probably are, to be honest. But... <laughs> I, I had never heard of them before this news. I'm like, I guess there's a parent TV council. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> what do they do, though? Like, I, I think oh. they just get angry at things. <laughs> <laughs> they hate everything uh, that's not street, uh, Sesame Street, pretty much. I, I think like... even that, they're like, they're like Sesame Street is, is too... Uh... It's, it's too woke for them. They're they're the ones who put um, Oscar the Grouch into a into a recycling bin instead of his garbage can. In the I LGBTQ imagine. representation on Sesame Street, they're like, nope, not yeah, that. yeah, exactly. Like, Cookie Monster's eating vegetables now. Ain't no more cookies for him. Yeah, this just this sounds like this reminded me like anytime PETA gets in the news because they complain about something, and I'm like, good on you, just be quiet though. Like I don't care. There's like a ton of other like like adult stuff on Disney Plus too. <laughs> like like Simpsons is on there. Like there's you know there's a ton of like there's stuff like rated R that's on Disney Plus. So yeah, mm-hmm. I don't really see the difference. It's like your kids just scrolling through, clicking on something. You know, you could literally like... go watch movies like Arnold Schwarzenegger Commando on Disney Plus now. Like yeah, it's. I don't know where they're... They're just trying to, like, be like... They're trying to... Yeah, they're stirring up shit. Yeah, pay attention to yeah. us. We're all on the same page here. Yeah. <laughs> no one's gonna play devil's advocate. Shut up. Just watch and, Katie's uh, like, well, the parent TV... The parent council is actually <laughs> right. Nope. No. Shut up, everyone, and <laughs> let them watch. I mean, I wouldn't want my, like, six or seven-year-old watching The Punisher either, so if that's, like, that big of a concern, just, like don't have Disney plus or like change the password. So only you can access it. Right. Like don't ask a company to take it away from all of us, obviously. And also too, they added parental control features when they put the sh- those shows out for that reason. Exactly. So, for the reason you can't oh, really wow. blame Disney for that because they gave that sense of control for people like that who were like concerned. And so, but again, yeah, it's these groups that are like, well, how dare us actually parent our kids when, like, mm. we can just blame, <laughs> we can just blame the the company instead. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm immediately reminded of uh, a, a friend of mine from work. Uh, this this has nothing to do with Disney Plus, but more with Amazon <laughs> or with Netflix. Of how uh, one morning his kid he was watching TV, got up early, and he's like, "Hey, buddy, what are you watching on on Netflix?" And the kid ended up watching Big Mouth. No. Yeah. Well, the kid was like five. (laughs) I mean, it is a cartoon, so (laughs) yeah, that's that's what they thought. He's like, what? (laughs) 
<sighs> well, that's 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 the world we live in. Uh, upsetting footage emerges of police pulling a gun on Black Panther: Wakanda Forever director Ryan Coogler. So yeah, that, that was, was crazy. Yeah, like he went into the bank and he asked for a deposit. And the weird thing is, is they confirmed that it was him and it was his account. And then he asked to be given it discreetly. And I guess the teller thought that, like, he was trying to rob them, which, again, makes no sense because he confirmed it was his account. So, yeah, they called the cops on Black Panther Wakanda Forever director Ryan Coogler. So, yeah. But to be fair, you know, he he said that, you know, the bank contacted him and they resolved the matter. So, I mean, good on them. But still. Yeah, I mean, they resolved it by calling the cops. Like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What does resolved mean? Yeah. Well, he did say resolved to his liking, so whatever that means. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they were like, here's, here, here's $10,000 <laughs> on us. I don't know. But still, it's it's just a little upsetting that, like, that's the world we live in now, where people just try to take out money from their own well, account. They get their gun drawn on them. I, I was going to say, it, it's not the world we live in now, it's the world we've been living in. <laughs> yeah. But... So, that's crazy. Yeah. I, I was not aware of that news, but that's that's nuts. Yeah. And there's video footage, because like, they released the body cam footage, so you can actually watch it for yourselves if you want to, but yeah. Messed up. Uh, on a lighter news... <laughs> Craven the Hunter adds Cast 22 actor Christopher Abbott as the main villain, the foreigner. <laughs> I just like that the guy's name is the foreigner. I'm pretty sure every KKK member is like, yeah, that's definitely the villain. Oh, Evil gosh. foreigner. <laughs> um, I, I, I haven't heard of that actor or that character. Yeah, yeah. Um... There was a lot of people online who were like, but Craven's the villain. Why would there be a villain in a movie with a villain? And I'm like, <laughs> people are fucking stupid. Just shut the fuck up. Sit down and watch the movie. Um, yeah. Basically, I looked it up, but he's basically like an assassin mercenary. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see like what else he's been in. It looks like he's been in a couple things throughout the years, but... Like nothing too crazy. Okay. Like Catch Twenty Two, I think was like his, like, the big one where he was the like the main character. But yeah, interesting. His face looks recognizable for some reason. Oh, he was the main dude in Possessor. Least favorite movie. Oh, that's right. I I blocked that from my mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that movie was great. That and the, the the movie with Nicolas Cage and the wife that cuts her head, fingers off. <laughs> yeah, uh, Color from Outer Space. Uh, Possessor good. was just worse, though. Possessor was just... Uh, it's, it's borderline a snuff film. It came out, too, like, just as the pandemic was starting, and we were already, like, in a dark place. And then it was just like, we'll take you to darker places. We will, we'll go there. Cool. Um... All right, uh, the Flash and Aquaman two have been moved to twenty twenty three. Shazam: oh. Fear the Guards is moved up to December twelfth from twenty twenty two. It was originally going to come out in twenty twenty three, 
And then Black Adam has been shifted slightly from July 29th to October 21st. So DC is just like, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. This was uh, some pretty surprising news, I guess, to DC fans. Um, especially because the Warner Brothers had come out with that that uh like promo trailer for like all yeah i was about to say supposed to drop in 2022 and now it's like now it's like three of those are just pushed off but then shazam's moved in uh i think though that this is because um you know the the whole uh merger with discovery and warner media is happening like kind of now and this week um and i i think this is them kind of calling some shots early like they don't i don't really think they care about the plans of people that they're about to fire um and kind of clean house and reorganize their company so for whatever reason they've looked at some of those films and um maybe i'm thinking want to do some reshoots or something um mm. i guess they're happy with shazam so they're bringing that up and gonna have it released back to back with black adam which is kind of smart um but yeah, I don't know. There's definitely some changes happening. So, and I expect we'll see more as that merger finalizes. Like I expect we'll see certain people fired and replaced and whatnot. Yeah, I still just find it funny that we all saw the Batman. They're like coming in 2022, and then all of a sudden it's like a week later. They're like, eh, no. <laughs> Whoever did that, fucking fire them. They're the worst. Just the worst. Um, I'm a little bit like, uh, I kind of, I kind of feel like the Flash might be garbage at this point. I hate to say it, but I don't know. It's just been like going on so long. And then yeah. Ezra Miller's like, say he's going to go kill some people. I don't know. I have a feeling this movie just might just be awful. I don't, I, I'm starting to be a little worried. I'll come in too. Eh, a little bit concerned too, because... Them moving it to 2023 tells me both movies aren't ready. And if both movies aren't ready at this point, I'm a little like, eh. Um, but yeah. Just that Fury of the Gods, I mean, hey, you know what? The first movie was solid. Uh, something tells me they're confident in this one. That's why they moved it up. Sure. Why not? Um, yeah. Yeah. I really like Shazam. Um, I mean, I didn't think it was like great or anything, but like I did my research and I checked the vibe and I was like, yeah, this is a movie like more for kids. Yeah. So had that yeah. attitude and then, yeah, I had, a, I had a good time. So uh, <laughs> I'm bummed that they delayed those. I, I agree with you. I think the flash with all these reshoots and all these directors and like everything happening, I'm like, ah, something's wrong. Right. Yeah. But, Aquaman, I have a little bit more faith just because, like, the first one for me was, like, a little bit above mid. I don't think it's that hard for them to hit that number again for me. I don't, I don't think the public has a ton of expectations. But we are curious about Black Adam. The Rock doesn't really miss, regardless of what you think of his quality. It doesn't really bomb, so. No. I mean, it says Black Adam. It's basically a Justice Society of America movie, but... At the same time, too, I'm like, I'm fine with that. That's fine. Uh, okay. Uh, better news. The Penguin, the HBO Max series, has been ordered to series. So, cool beans. Because they pretty much set that up pretty 
prominently in the Batman, where at the end you see Penguin kind of looking over the city, and he's like, it's mine now. So, I guess that's, that's, that's solid. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for the series, because I, I loved Colin Farrell in the movie. Um, yeah. yeah, to see him kind of feel that, or power vacuum of taking Carmine Falcone's place as the, kind of the main uh, mob boss guy, I guess, mm-hmm. so. Well, they said that this movie is supposed, or the show is supposed to be, like, similar to Scarface. So, I'm guessing it'll be, like, him kind of taking control and, like, power up over the city. So. Hopefully, maybe get some other villains, too, or maybe some other kind of players in Gotham City. And maybe there's even, like, Harvey Dent is, like, the new DA agent or something, since... Since Gotham's going to need a new DA, if you've seen the film. I think, more importantly, they need to give him a cigar. Yes. And a monocle. <laughs> Why didn't he have a monocle? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you can pull the monocle off in this, I don't know, this kind of modern context. <laughs> I, like... <laughs> I want an episode of the series solely dedicated to him going to the eye doctor. And his eye doctor's like... This one eye is just worse than the other. You're going to need a monocle. You just wear one contact lens. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that, that's coming. And we have we know the Arkham series is coming, too, at a certain point. So I'm guessing that'll come after the Penguin, since the Penguin seems more further along. So, Um... The Batman's viral website has been updated with a mysterious countdown and ominous message. Um, I think it might have might be over now. Oh yeah, it actually it revealed. Um, uh, it was a bunch of like uh, sort of behind the scenes stuff. Oh. Uh, like a bunch of uh, kind of like pictures from the movie. Uh, pretty much like all the Riddler's files, like all the dirt that Riddler had on everyone. It's like all of that. Uh, but like in high quality format. That's cool. There's even like all these like hand drawn sketches of Riddler of all these like like saw like torture traps and everything that he was like using on people. Very creepy. Very creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it was gonna be that deleted scene or something from the movie, but Nope. Nah. So didn't the message or something like translate to like oh, you think like we're over, but there's another threat coming or something like that. I think I remember reading something like that. So yeah, there was one. It was like everyone loves a comeback story, and I think he also said like, like I'm here in Arkham with my new friend, or just kind of referencing the that tease cameo at the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Uh, well. You're not going to see a man in a gimp suit in the DC League of Super Pets trailer, which just came out. <laughs> uh, Keanu Reeves will be voicing Batman in the movie. So, there you go. Trailer looked perfectly adequate. I am neither... I'm neither, like, super excited, nor am I, like, totally mad on this. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. Um, yeah, it's basically focuses on like the pets of the justice league members including batman's dog which seems kind of strange but mm. <laughs> yeah. everyone i've actually 
I've known this news for a while because uh, my girlfriend actually worked as a production coordinator on the film. Um, I may or may have not seen uh, two or three rough cuts as well. So wow. Uh, but I am. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this movie. I think it's. I think it's. It's. Uh, it does what it does well. It's definitely a more family friendly. Hey everybody, it's, it's Chris from the podcast. Letting you know that we're brought um, to you by Amazon Prime. But it's Amazon got a Prime good cast, and I think the animation is really, really, uh, really good. Well done as well. Um, nice. Same people that animated the Lego Movie and some of those projects. Nice. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun one. It's one they probably should have advertised as coming out in 2020 or 2022. I mean, because <laughs> it's one of the DC movies that actually is now. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Warner Brothers is fantastic at not promoting things properly. So, you know, let's pretty on bribe with them. So, <laughs> okay. I think I think Keanu is the perfect Batman voice too. He's just <laughs> yeah. I don't disagree with that. I thought he was great. Um, cool. Uh, let's see. Dune Part Two, circling Elvis star Austin Butler to play Fayed Rutha. Harokin? Harokin? I don't know. And Florence Pugh is in talks to play Princess Arulin. <sighs> cool, I guess. I don't know. I'm, I'm just like, Dune. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at this right now. Do you even uh, Dune? Do any of us Dune? Austin. Give me Dune Part 2 now. Dune 2. Cruise Control. <laughs> um, <laughs> How much of Dune Part 2 will be Timothy Shallow by dreaming of Zendaya because that was a thing. Uh, I don't, well, I, I can't say for sure, but I, I did recently reread Dune or I finished reading Dune. Um, I, I feel like the second half, he's not going to have as many daydreams because she's going to be there. Okay. Like, you know, um, I know that fight or fight or whatever is like kind of a villain. Yes. Uh, yeah, Fade. Fade? I don't know how to pronounce. I, I honestly, I don't know how to pronounce these things. That's like the the fun of the Dune movies is how how they pronounce these <laughs> names. And I'm pretty sure when they uh, say it in the movie, I'm like, you're fucking wrong. Like, I don't care if you're right, but you're <laughs> fucking wrong. That's not how that pronounced. Yeah, I'm trying to see where I've seen this actor before, and like, he's been in stuff. I just nothing that I've really watched. <laughs> That's like true um, for every actor. Yeah, I mean that, that's also true because I don't, you know me, I don't, I don't watch TV. I just, you know, stare at the clouds or something. Um, it said he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as Tex Watson, and I don't remember who that was. Was that one of the dudes that was? Uh, I don't remember. in the house at the end. I feel like he might be. Maybe he does look kind of like, he's got the look. I think I think he looks the part of that like. I'm a, yeah. You know, I'm part of a rich evil family, and I'm gonna murder people. Yeah, why not? I, uh, I think he. I think he looks the part. And plus, he's working with WB already on that Elvis movie. So yeah, and Florence P is just great and everything. She's a treasure. I like her. She is. So <laughs> cool. Uh, God of there's a God of War series in development for Amazon Prime, which is just wild. I just wanted to be like, boy. <laughs> Every five boy. minutes. Boy. 
Um, I'll watch. Kind of odd that PlayStation's developing all these live action versions of their their properties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Considering that most of them are not that great. I'm kidding. Hey, come on now. <laughs> I mean, is he wrong? <laughs> They're all great games. Okay, the games are good, not the movies are like, eh. I do love how like their track record for like video game to movie adaptations is pretty terrible. I mean, I liked Uncharted, but people hated Uncharted, just by and large. And then there's Ratchet and Clank, people hated that. I don't know. I forgot they did that. Yeah. yeah. God of War, though, I mean, I, well, presumably it would be live action. I would, I would oh, yeah. assume. Um, you know what, though, too? Get the kid that played uh, Atreus in the games because he pretty much looks like that in real life. So that's easy casting. I don't know about the who would play Kratos, but I'm sure you can figure mm-hmm. it out. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, cool. Like, we got the trailer for Boys Season 3, and it's just fantastic. I'm excited Ooh. for this show to be back. Bring it on, baby. Oh, words. oh yeah. In, on. in the words of, uh, in the words of Spark on our, on our Slack, uh, sex. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna have it in the show. There was, it was in the trailer. You know so. It's coming out around the same time as Obi-Wan, and you can tell they're already taking pot shots to, like, try to, like, poach the viewership, and I'm here for it. They had the meme they posted on their uh, Twitter page, which was, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi looking down his binoculars, and he just sees um, Carl Urban, and he just, like, he's like, oh. Um, he's got, like, the glowing eyes, too. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. So I guess... <laughs> Did he take Compound V in season two? I can't even remember. I don't Who? remember uh, him doing Carl that. Urban. Yeah. No, no, they okay. didn't. Yeah. He's got the glowing eyes. Yeah, so I think it's from the trailer. Like my my understanding, based on the trailer, it looks like they're gonna start doing that because in the comics, that was how they fought the the supers. Was like the boys would take Compound V for like temporary, you know, superpowers. Powers. Right. Yeah. Okay. Looks like he got some pretty intense powers. Looks like like strength, speed, the eyes. I'm like, yeah, that's interesting because like in in the comics, I think it just gave them like uh like increased like durability and strength and stuff. Yeah. So them them getting like actual superpowers should be pretty interesting. Yes. I'm a little like I don't know what's gonna happen this season because at the end of season one, I'm like clear set conflict. Like, you know, he's got mm. the child he's got to rescue the child that makes sense season two the way it ends it was like a pretty like defined resolution and i know there's like the whole exploding head subplot and so but i'm like i have no idea where season two or season three is gonna go i'm like i don't know but well i i there's a plot in the uh in one of the runs of the comics that i'm i would not be surprised if they explored either this season or the last season um which i, I mean i can Spoil that if anyone wants me to, but no. What? Okay. No. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. No. So in the comics, there is a a plot point of um, Homelander basically get, gets a bunch of superheroes, and then basically takes over the White House. Oh. Ooh. And like, like a coup. Yeah, he basically is like, we're super powered. Why do we have to listen to anybody? We're in charge now. 
and then the boys right. have to like fight them. Okay. Well, I, mean, I always thought Homelander would be like the dictator type. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll I'm, 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 yeah, I'm really condensing it. There's like other stuff that goes on with that, but um, I, I'm very curious if they're eventually going to get to that point. Yeah. Wonder when season three is coming out. Uh, June third is when it comes out. Although it probably will be a staggered release, like it was the last season. Mm -hmm. which I'm not a fan of, but at this point, I don't think Amazon cares. So, um, yeah. all right. Uh, speaking of the boys, the boy star Anthony Starr receives a suspended sentence for alleged assault while shooting a movie in Spain. So. Can't wait for that scene to be in the show. <laughs> yeah, they just put it in the show. <laughs> He's Homelander IRL. Um, yeah, no, apparently he like assaulted someone in Spain and got got Oof. charged for it. So yeah. But so many jokes about like how he's taking the method acting too seriously and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think what the movie would be. Um because he's mostly been doing the boy stuff, although... He... Uh, wasn't he filming this, or...? No, apparently it was a movie. Oh. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah, I don't know. Uh, apparently, though, they all resolved it. I'm guessing because he makes a good amount of money, he probably was like, here's some money. Can we just forget about this? And they were like, yep, this will do. Uh, Love is Blind season three filmed in Dallas will is set to air within the next year. So, Katie, are you getting hyped for this? I don't know how I feel about Dallas, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it just means there's gonna be a, a lot more Shayna's, basically. That's what I'm worried about because I did not enjoy that at all. Just one is enough. We don't need like. Six. We don't need six trainers. I would have loved if they said it in Austin. I think Austin's the better Texas city than Dallas, personally. Mm. But, yeah. Love is Blind, taking the world by storm. Even our coverage of it is like probably some of the highest this year. It's crazy. Everyone loves Love is Blind. Well, mostly everybody. Um, Do people love Love is Blurry? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh man, Shake's is Shake is just wrong on everything. Shake is just wrong. <laughs> You're gonna say something, Lee? Oh no, uh, Katie said like love is blurry. I was like, is that the spinoff? Okay, we should explain <laughs> the meme because okay, so in the Love Is Blind season two reunion, they all come together after the uh, how the season ended. And one of the people who got left at the altar didn't get married. His name's Shake. And uh, he was like, well, love isn't really blind. It's more like it's blurry. Uh, and he's like, well, the show should be called Love is Blurry. And then the hosts were like, well, then go fucking make that show. Go fuck, go make Love is Blurry. <laughs> but that ain't this show. <laughs> so, okay, then. Yeah. Shake is slowly becoming villain of the year. Like, for everything. Like... Whatever villain is in uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, don't care. Shake is the real villain of 2022. So. But yeah, that's, what, uh, that's what the, the Obi-Wan show is, actually. It's a the love it's, is blind. It's just Shake just being awful. 
and then Obi-Wan has to fight him. I'd be down for that. Um, but yeah, I, also I think it's a little surprising because like Love is Blind season one came out like 2020 and then we waited like two years for season two. So I was expecting a little bit of a delay for season three, but hey, it's coming this year. So apparently they filmed them back to back. So that, that's cool. I was just, I, in my mind, I have this image of, like, Shake being on season three, but he's wearing, like, that stupid outfit with, like, the mustache with the glasses. And they're like, is that just you, Shake? He's like, no. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then finally, the Walking Dead spinoff has been greenlit. It'll focus on Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Negan and Lauren Cohen's Maggie. Didn't Negan kill her husband? What? I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on anymore. I'm done. I'm stop. I feel like the spinoff series is like, like six years too late. Or like, is The Walking Dead still going? I, I think so. I think it's. I think it's like wrapping up now. Don't aren't they doing like a sci-fi version two or something like in the future? I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah, oh, sorry. The Walking Dead World Beyond. I, I stopped watching. I think it was like season... It was like the first season that Se that Negan was in, I think. I think after that season. It was like six or something. I was just like, I, I can't. I can't anymore. I came back for the season after the cliffhanger of who Negan killed. And then I was like, okay. I figured that. I, I now know who he killed. I'm done. Right, yeah. 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 I I really liked Fear the Walking Dead, the like prequel. I thought that was actually like a pretty good show. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's it. Like <laughs> like when that came out, I was like, I'm gonna watch this instead, and then that was it. Cool. Well, that's it for news. Let's take a quick <laughs> break and then we'll come back and review some stuff. Back in a bit. Hey everybody, it's Curtis from the podcast, letting you know that we're brought to you by Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime's got amazing content such as The Boys, The Expanse, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Goliath, and so much more. Don't have to take our word for it. Go try out a 30-day trial of the service. See if you like it. If you'll want to stick around, they've got low introductory rates for new users who sign up. And you're going to get a ton of other Amazon Prime benefits. So sign up today and check it out. Thank you for All your right, time. Right. Let's review some stuff. There's not a whole lot because you know what? Pandemics like forcing everything to come out to Netflix mostly. Um, yeah. Don't forget to check out our commentary. I'm blanking on what the last one was. Wayne's world. That was it. And then we're doing one for, uh, the Batman 89 Batman movie. Pretty soon. Stay tuned. Uh, let's talk about the Adam project. Which is not about Adam. Sorry, Adam. Uh, despite it being having your name in there. Uh, I mean, it could be. It could oh. be. Uh, Katie and Lee, you both watched this movie as well. What would you think of The Adam Project? I'm just a sucker for Rag Reynolds. <laughs> love him. I just love this man. But did you love The Adam Project? Uh... I feel I feel like some lines were corny, but otherwise it was kind of cute. I thought it was cute, and also when they shot at UVC, I remember I I remember some of my friends posting that 
they were shooting on campus and they saw them. So that was fun. So nine out of ten would watch again. <laughs> uh, I would give it like. Oh, you don't have to give a score now. I was just joking. Okay, good. Yeah. Because I'm thinking. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lee, what'd you think of the Adam Project? If I had to condense it down to like a sentence, this is a, I would say it's a, it's a nice Netflix movie you would watch on a Sunday when you are bored and don't have anything else to do. <laughs> um, yeah, this is, it, it's fine. It, it is a fine movie. I thought it was, I honestly had to check my settings because I thought I had it running at like 1.5 speed. Oh. Because this movie is just, I don't know. It's just, it's so fast especially mm-hmm. in the beginning. Uh, and I, I don't usually like complaining about that, but it almost, I almost felt like I had no time to like get to know anybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the time travel stuff doesn't really make sense. They try to make sense of it and it, and it doesn't. So I was like, Oh, that's, that's nice. But I mean, yeah, Ryan Reynolds, he's, he's always a good, a good actor. Um, I was more surprised by like, some of the other cameos that are in there, or not cameos, but other actors. I'm like, you know, Zoe Zidana, Jennifer Garner, uh, Mark Ruffalo. I'm like, that's like, how did they get all these people? Uh, they had dirt on them, obviously. Apparently. Um, but yeah, it was, like I said, it's a, it's a fine movie. It's a fun little action thing. The only thing I was a little confused by is I'm not really sure, like, who this is marketed to. Because, I mean, you have, like, it works as, like, a as like a PG-13, you know, I don't say family-friendly, but, like, kind of family-friendly, you know, like, action romp or whatever. But mm-hmm. then, like, they're, like, straight-up killing people and, like, like, in kind of a gruesome-ish way. But, Lee, and... they don't explode in blood. They explode in some sparkly dust. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah. they're basically... I mean, they're basically they, being disintegrated. They just turn into powder or something. <laughs> <laughs> they fly uh, away. That's their yeah. way of making it kid-friendly. You don't explode I, into a gusher of blood. You explode into, I, like, little pixie dust. I mean, that's true. I guess it's also that with the swearing. Like, you know, there's, like... And, I, it, like, again, this doesn't bother me. But, like, with them, like, swearing and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm like, oh, okay, is this for older audiences? But then they have, like, a 12-year-old kid that's being super annoying. And I'm like, I don't want to watch a 12-year-old kid be annoying. Hate to tell so you, I was like, but most twelve-year-olds are probably super annoying. I mean, that's true, and that's why if you were going to do that, you would market it to that demographic. So I'm just, I'm really not sure who this movie's for. <laughs> um, but this movie's for the dads, Lee, because the fucking dad rock soundtrack in this movie. This movie's for the dads. That is very, very, very true. And then the dads uh, are going to think this movie's for my kids, but really, it's for the dads. Yeah, it's like. Especially the speech at the end that Mark Ruffalo gives to uh, to Ryan Reynolds. Yes. And they're like, I wish my dad gave me that speech. <laughs> I wish I had a dad. Um... <laughs> oh. He went in his time machine to get milk, and that was 10 years ago. <laughs> I like this movie. Uh, you know what? This movie was fun. I had a good time. I'm not going to say it's a great movie. I'm not going to say it's probably like the best movie you're going to see all year. But I had a good time. I thought the action was solid, the comedy was solid, uh, the acting was all solid. Like, everything about this movie was good, but not, like, the greatest. Um, yeah, I, it, to me, 
This movie is basically E.T. if you took out the the alien and put in Ryan Reynolds instead, basically. Mm. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Uh, I did love the Dad Rock soundtrack. Uh, I don't know <laughs> who made that creative choice. It doesn't really jive with the movie at all. But I was no. having a good like I'm like like I was thinking like you go for like more like a synth pop soundtrack or something, but instead they've got like Blue Oyster Cult and other shit playing in the background. I'm like, does this make any goddamn sense? Like, mm. why is Boston playing in the background? Like, like you were saying, who's this movie for? And I think the Dad Rock soundtrack was my moment where I was like, like, who's what? Like, is any twelve year old watching this movie gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna go listen to Boston after this? Like, no, of course not. Mm-hmm. Just, just silly. But I thought the movie was fine. Uh, this definitely screams as a movie that would have like bombed at the box office. But now that it's on Netflix, people will be like, "Yay!" Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It is a it is a decent Netflix movie. Yes. Yes. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like it's. I feel like this movie will do well on Netflix because it's it's a movie that like screams as having a bigger budget than it really. I don't know. There's certainly this middle ground of like movies that would like bomb in the box office, but do relatively well at, uh, on Netflix. So I don't know. Mm. I think, uh, I, I'd go slightly above Lee's like when you're bored on a Sunday, watch this. I feel like you should still check this out. I don't think it's like the greatest movie of all time, but like, I don't know. It's still a solid enough movie. And then I had a good time watching it. So, Mm. um, I'd give it like an eight out of 10 personally nice i thought you were gonna say it's a it's a saturday boredom watch movie <laughs> yes not sunday you have to watch this <laughs> on a saturday no yeah let's say eight out of ten i had a good time watching it and i would i don't know if somebody was like we're gonna put this on again i wouldn't be upset but mm. is it the greatest movie we're gonna see all year probably not but yeah what do you think for a score lee uh i'm gonna go with just a solid seven Okay. Um, like kind of like you said, it, it's decent. I would not say no to, to watching it again. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm not going to go out and like recommend this to everybody, but if, you know, like I said, if you're, you're bored, you want to watch something decent. Do you like this, dad this, rock? This if so, you will like this movie. <laughs> yeah. If you like dad rock and, and guys that have not lightsaber lightsabers, then this is it. But basically this movie is ET basically. Kind of. Katie, what would you give this movie a score of? Oh, Katie got taken back in time. So. Uh oh. No. <laughs> oh, she's back. She she shot her younger self by accident. I'll give it a seven point seven five. That's a very accurate. Like you've been pondering that score for a while. I can tell. I have actually. <laughs> I feel like a lot of math went into that. <laughs> I was calculating the percentage of my enjoyment to the percentage of time that it took for me to start enjoying it. And, how much, rec- and how much you recognize UBC in the shots? Yes. Okay, that's fair. It's a very scientific approach. And uh, something that's not scientific is Taylor Tomlinson... Uh, and her new special, which is called uh, Look at You. And uh, I'm looking at you, Taylor. And I was not overly impressed. 
I don't know what's going on with this girl. I like she mentions that she was like she's on some medication or something, and she makes jokes about it. But it just felt really uncomfortable, to be honest. Like she's like, "Oh, they say that you're like not the same person when you're on meds, but maybe that's a good thing." And I'm like, uh, I don't know. It just her jokes just made me feel so uncomfortable. And I get that like humor doesn't always need to make you feel comfortable, but there was a certain point where I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this just feels wrong in a way i don't know and maybe it's cathartic for her maybe some people will find find some level of catharsis in her humor but i was just like i feel so uncomfortable watching this because i don't know this seems like somebody who's got some issues to work through and is trying to do it through stand-up comedy um so yeah i'd give it like five out of ten i don't know i just felt a little bit kind of honestly a little bit disturbed by it all to be honest so um yeah, that's on Netflix if you want to see someone work through their demons on stage. Uh, next up is Human Resources, which is a spinoff of Big Mouth. We were talking about Big Mouth earlier with kids that watch it and they shouldn't be. Um, yeah, this is basically sort of an extension of it. And very like early on, like they meta actually address it they're like it's basically big mouth meets the office which i was like yep that is it a hundred percent um yeah it's a fun little show uh the humor is just as vulgar as big mouth usually is if not slightly more so now um they kind of branch off from the human characters that we normally see in big mouth you kind of get a little bit of a story that kind of takes place tangentially to it i, I had a fun time watching it it was good um it was nice and short too like it's 10 episodes i think uh and they're around 30 minutes each so you can like get this done in a morning uh i had a good time watching it i'd give it a solid 8 out of 10 i'll give it uh and then next up is the movie after yang which is the new movie with uh colin farrell and in it uh Basically, it's like him and this like pseudo family, but you kind of get the impression that something's not quite right, um, and something is not quite right. Uh, and kind of as the movie goes on, like it's a very gorgeous and stylish movie. It's got a lot that it's trying to say thematically with its like themes and ideas, but it's not always cohesive. And I think sometimes it's like trying to explain things, and I was just like cool but also i feel like you probably didn't think of this all the way through um yeah so uh i give after yang a 7 out of 10 it is good like it's very stylish and beautiful but yeah it just doesn't always nail its thematic elements and finally is the outfit uh the outfit stars mark rylance as a um Taylor, uh, you know like the kind of people that like make suits for people i don't know is that the right word for it probably um yeah and then he kind of gets embroiled in this mystery slash whodunit thriller uh i i i think i watched the trailer for this i'm like this is boring and i watched it and it was actually pretty exciting like it kind of keeps you enthralled with what's gonna happen next and it kind of almost is shot like a stage play so as you see people like come on and come off like it feels very much like you're watching a, a play um there's plenty of twists and turns throughout that kind of kept me interested although 
by the time you get like closer to the end of the movie, some of the twists and turns don't quite make logical sense. And there was times where I was like, wait, like, is that what they were going for? So I don't think it always quite worked in terms of its twist, but still was pretty entertaining. I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Okay, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and discuss our movie club this week, which is I Love You, Man. I Love You, Man. All right, back in a bit. <laughs> hey, Spark, have you listened to the newest album by Smash Mouth? No, I haven't gotten my copy yet. Oh, man, it's the bomb. Oh, I heard they were going to use this for that new movie with Mike Myers, Shrek. It's okay. I mean, it's no walking on the sun, though. Ah, the ghost. I'm the ghost of streaming What's streaming? You can magically play any song you want. It's pretty cool. In fact, Amazon Music offers a three-month trial for new users to check out its vast selection. Amazon? Like the website that sells books? Yes! In fact, take a look! What's this? It looks like a remote control, but from the future. It's a device that you can stream on. In fact, why don't you go to http colon forward slash forward slash getamazonmusic.com forward slash readers so you can try the service for free for one month. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe at any time. Wow, there's a lot here. Yeah, there is. What's dubstep? And we're back. Let's talk about our movie called this week, which is I Love You, Man. Starring um, Paul Rudd, Jason Segel, a lot of pe- people, actually. Andy Samberg's in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's like a, this movie has actually like a ton of comedy actors that either were or now have become like big names in the comedy scene. Um, and yeah, Spark, you chose this movie. I'm guessing this is like an all-time great for you. Well, it came up uh, as a result. So I did a review for Sarah Marshall, forgetting Sarah Marshall, and I said that it was the best of the uh, of the Rudd, uh, kind of Rogan, uh, Fiegel, like that period. And then people were like, what about I Love You, Man? So I thought that would be a fun little... I think I Love You Man is two, but I think it's like really 1A, 1B. Um, but I'll let you guys... But that's why I picked it, because of the controversy. People didn't think Knocked Up or This Is 40 was anywhere close. They just thought these two were neck and neck. Interesting. Mm. I definitely think this movie is underrated. Because I think like nobody mentions this in the same breath of like as Knocked Up or something like that. But like, I don't know. I just... I just like those movie gels. I don't know. It just comes together in a way where I'm like, yeah, go, go movie. Um, <laughs> who else watched this for a movie? Cause I think it's Chuck. Cause you know, it's not always a safe assumption. Everyone's watched this for a movie club. Uh, I, saw I, it. Oh, go ahead, Adam. Sorry. Uh, I've, 
I, I watched it. And I, I watched this movie um, uh, a few times growing up as well, along with uh, like forgetting Sarah Marshall there. And I was kind of wondering, like, whatever happened to Jason Segel? Like, it was great. I love that era of comedy movies. But, I think um, he does more dramatic movies now. Oh, well, he shouldn't. He should go back to comedy. Yeah. <laughs> But no, it's a, it's a really fun movie. There's some really funny exchanges between the characters, and everything just feels so natural too. And like how people would just kind of like normally like riff with one another. Um, yeah, it's it's funny to see John Favreau too, <laughs> like in these yes. movies, and he plays such an asshole. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's so great. <laughs> yeah. Um... What do you? Yeah. Just the whole scene where they're like playing poker at his house and it's like <laughs> he just gets kicked out when he gets puked on just fantastic yeah <laughs> yeah um no this has to be the gayest straight movie i've ever seen in my life and I love it. <laughs> no I, I do like how it approaches this idea that it's like almost like a rom-com but for friends like it's just a, mm-hmm. it, it's such an interesting concept that like it kind of takes that sort of structure and themes and elements and applies it to something that kind of doesn't really deserve that much attention but mm-hmm. i think it works it's kind of like i don't know it's like if you were to like take a burger but like make like the fanciest burger you can make it's like you're like this probably seems excessive but also at the same time too like go flex i'm, I'm here for it mm-hmm there's even that kind of dating period where he's like trying to find a friend yes. and then like <laughs> it's like that guy actually mistakes it for a date and just like kisses him on the mouth and... oh that's great too because like <laughs> it's so funny i've seen this movie countless times but like when you're watching it like it does feel like they're just getting along well as friends and then it just like goes in for the kiss and, he, and he's like what and i think you're also like <laughs> huh that kind of came out of nowhere but yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh, kind of. It's I. I yeah. I'll be honest. I did not watch this for Movie Club, but I have seen this movie uh, a few times over the years. Okay. Um, but something that you know we talked. You know, talking about this movie kind of gets lumped into that that period between like, I'd say like 2003 to about 2012, um, with those types of like mixture of like rom com slash comedies with uh, yeah. with these actors. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do agree. I think it is a little bit underrated. Um. For, for like the reasons you guys said, but I'm also, I was looking at like the director and some other, some other like background stuff. I really, I think that's part of maybe what keeps this movie down is it didn't have like that same kind of, um, I don't know, like punch that, uh, you know, other directors have with, with these movies. Um, shit. I'm trying to think of who did uh 40 year old virgin. Um, Jed Apatow. Yeah, it's. I think it's because it doesn't have that Apatow name. It, it seems like an Apatow movie, but it's not. And maybe that's what like kind of kept this back a bit. Um, what I find funny yeah. is I looked on Letterboxd at the director just out of curiosity. And mm. he's directed the movies Along Came Polly, Why Him, and I Love You Man. And I swear to fucking God, all three of them, the posters look the exact same. Yeah. Like, white background, red text, like... I don't know. I just find it comical. It's very cookie cutter. Unfortunately, I mean, at least the uh, Mm. the posters, like the movies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I was gonna say the movie, not so much, but yeah, the posters. Um, Yeah, but yeah. Now you guys bring up a good point too about the like the actual story of this is 
I don't really think it's been done uh, before or since this idea of like exploring like people that don't really have a lot of friends, like trying to find friends. Um, Which is I don't know. I, in I, my thirties, I'm like fucking. That's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like... it, it's very <laughs> <Yeah>. relatable. Um, <laughs> it is. It is incredibly relatable. Yeah, uh, especially that idea of like, you know, treating it like I don't want to screw this up. <laughs> yeah, like, you are treating it kind of like a date. Like if you you you're trying to hang out with people or like find new people to hang out with. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's... when he calls him Jobin. It's like almost screwing it up right there. But then he, yeah. goes, he just rolls with it. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or was it later on? He's like, why did I say that? You know, just this, I don't know, anxiety of, of trying not to like ruin a, a friendship that's barely happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's definitely a fun movie. It's, it's, you know, got its charm. I, uh, yeah. Leave brought up. Oh, sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Um, well, Lee brought up a good point that yeah, when I when this movie came out, I was in my twenties, so I, I like it was. It's just it's fun watching these movies for me because as you like the perspective is so different. I'm I'm in a new city right now. I am literally doing that. I am meeting dudes and being like, "What's up?" Uh, and so like seeing that, pers- it, it makes it a lot funnier to me for a different reason mm-hmm. um, than be- than before. Uh, and it is understated in a, in a way that Knocked Up isn't, uh, which, I, yeah, I mean, you get this thing, you get this, like, because what's the, what's the pull for this? Hey, making friends is tough, huh? Like, that's, <laughs> that's not, that doesn't scream, gotta go see this rom-com. And Rashida Jones at that time was not a star. No. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, she, you know, Anne was popping, right? Parks and Rec, sure, but, like, she didn't have that pull. Um, I mean, so I, that, and I wouldn't necessarily say that Jason Siegel and, and like had the, like they, they just weren't like Paul, Paul, Paul Rudd's an A-list actor, but I mean, have you ever seen, do you know people that are like, oh, a Paul Rudd movie, I gotta go see that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. people like him, but I'm not sure that he has the pull at the time that like, Steve Carell, a prime Will Ferrell or a prime Steve Carell, like those guys pull, or a prime Ben Stiller. Like, y- also, you saw who was in the trailer. I also feel like that's kind of why this movie, like, failed at the box office, because I don't think it did, like, the greatest. Because I think at the time, at least, like, just the director and the actors were all, like, kind of relative unknowns, but I think the movie kind of, like, found life on streaming and, uh, you know, video on demand and stuff like that later on but yeah like when the movie first came out like it was just like i don't know how much it made i can look it up but i can't imagine it made that much i'm sure lee's on it yeah i'll look it up really quick it made 92 million on a 40 million budget which is i guess not terrible no that's Uh, actually not bad that's quite successful for a studio but i mean it's also you gotta people gotta remember that it's hard to think of this now but these movies like the big ones, super bad, 40 year virgin knocked up, like multi, like three digit millions yeah. mm-hmm. for comedy. So, in compared to the movies it would be compared to, it was less successful. But any studio today would, would trip down the stairs trying to sign a movie that could guarantee them twice the return. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How much you want to spend? 40 million sounds like a lot. I was going to say, how much? spend all that money on? Lou Fregno. That's what they spent the whole time. 
Yeah. Forty million. Yeah. That is quite a bit. I wonder if it is the actors in that, because like, because yeah, you're right. You have Paul Rudd, Jason Segel, Rashida Jones. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people in here. Probably the rights to the Rush songs too. Yes. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Oh, there's a there's a TikTok song in this, and I hate that I call it that, but it's uh, like. After their uh, boardwalk walk or whatever, like, um, it's like, dun, 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 dun. hold on, this is going to make me mad. I noticed that and I was like, don't call this a TikTok song, but I didn't know, it's the first time I'd heard it. Obviously not the first time I've seen this movie multiple times, but like, I don't remember ever paying attention to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also too, like, I find this movie is like from start to finish all the jokes land for me like there's not a joke that i'm not laughing at i don't know maybe that's not the same for everyone but i was like this movie like this movie is not ever fu- not funny like it's just funny mm-hmm. all throughout i don't know um I, I also love like the little bit of like the drama of like oh he spent his money and like how dare he? But then it pays off in the end with the big billboards, and he's like, "Oh well, shucks, you rascal, get back in here." Uh, yeah, I think it's time to rate this movie. What's everyone thinking for a score? Good question. I'll uh, go. I can go first. I'll give yeah, it a ten yeah, out of ten. Think- I love this movie. Oh, wow. When Spark mentioned this last week, I'm like, this is an all time for me. So, yeah. 10 out of 10. I think this movie is one of the funniest movies of the 2000s and very underrated. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm going to go with an eight. Okay. Uh, you know, very solid movie. It's I, I think some of the other ones are a little better of this era, but. Um, Definitely, like, just a, a fun movie to watch. I'll, I'll go a little higher than Lee. I'll go eight and a half. But I, I think it's really funny. I, I don't think it's as funny as, like, Forgetting Sarah Marshall or, like, Super Bad. Like, those are almost, like, ten out of tens. I think I give this eight and a half. It's, it's quite enjoyable. I like it. And it, and this movie that ages very well, I think, too. Mm-hmm. Cool. What about you, Spark? Um, I'd probably go eight as well. I do, having watched them within a week of each other, I still think Frigate and Sarah Marshall is funnier. Um, it's just it's just a bit more absurd. Uh, and it also does the romance better. Like, I Love You Man isn't really a rom-com because, like, the romance that they're looking at is, like, platonic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily... Th- it, 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 I Love You Man's good. I strongly recommend it. I think everyone should watch, but I do think that when put up against, uh, like we were just saying, a super bad uh, or forgetting Sarah Marshall or uh, to go older, like old school, it just doesn't, or, or 40 year old virgin, it's, it's, it's just not there. Mm-hmm. But that's putting it against kind of the best of the time. So, you know, second place ain't bad. Second place ain't bad? No. Uh, well, you thought we were done with early 2000s comedies. Uh, you're fucking wrong. Uh, we're going to be watching Superbad next week for a movie club. So, Damn. Yeah. The uh, top tier one right there. I 
like I Love You, Man, I feel like that movie from start to finish is never not funny. It's just consistently like hilarious throughout. So we'll be talking about that next week. Uh, I think it's streaming in Canada here on Netflix. In the U.S., it's on Peacock and a few other places. So we'll be talking about that. To... Uh, oh, sorry. I was gonna ask, do we have any character crossover? I was running through the cast in my mind. Um, well, I think we could. The guy that plays Boyle in nine or in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh yeah, he's, he's in it. He's in that movie. He's the guy that hits him with the car. I just wanted well, to imagine it's the same character as this, and just somehow his voice got higher pitched, like between mm, the movies. Oh. Okay. So look at that. So, yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Uh, until next time, everybody. Bye for now.